You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to show number 13, Lucky 13 for Adventures of a Sailor Girl here on Sunset Radio. I'm very, very excited to have you all here with me. We've got such a bumper show lined up yet again. I'll be talking to Stace Jackson from Team SCA. They've reached their 100-day countdown to the Volvo Ocean Race, which is just so exciting. So we'll be touching base with her. She's on a little bit of a break just before they go and do the Canary Islands race with two other Volvo 40, uh, Volvos, which is just awesome. It'll be good to see how they go when they're racing against each other. We'll also touch base with Jason Waterhouse. I did mention last week that I did an interview with him, but it didn't work. So I, uh, I'm going to try and wake him up. <laughs> he does kick off the NACRAs today. So uh, we'll, we'll touch base with him and, and hear about everything that's been going on with the A-classes and also the NACRAs. I'm pretty sure they've been putting together a new boat, which is also awesome. And who else? Oh, my goodness. Jesse Doby and Adrian Fawcett, our newest Australian world champions. I'll touch base with them. I actually went to school with Jesse, so it's pretty interesting to touch base with her. And I will bring you all of the news from my own adventures, one that was five years ago today, but also uh, everything that I got up to out on the water in the Winter Series race. Oh, what a day it was. Absolute glamour, sunny. Uh, but definitely typical westerly conditions, that's for sure. And I'm not sure my skipper enjoyed it all the time. He, um, I've got a few comments from him later. But we're going we're gonna to kick it off and get straight into a song. And uh, this is very much how I was feeling today. Just getting into the moment. Thanks so much for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas. This is Adventures of a Sailor Girl. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line, all the way from Brisbane, we have our newest F-16 world champions, Adrian Fawcett and Jesse Doby. On the line, how are you going, guys? Hi. Good day, Nick. Good, good. Congratulations. What a win. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, yeah, we, we'd uh, been sailing there 16 for a long time, and uh, we never got to a world before, so it was pretty cool to go to go there and uh and get the wind <laughs> yeah. yeah especially in such an iconic, iconic place for sailing as newport in rhode island yeah wow what what an amazing place to be how did how did you like the club yeah it was it was uh it was pretty awesome it was uh <laughs> like we were surrounded by like a uh, we had the actual worlds on there at the same time yeah so lots, of, uh, lots of uh pretty cool sails hanging around and we were reading up next to like uh some master and 32 cats Wow. We just drilled over the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. And how was the racing? Because it sounded, I, I was talking to a few of the Etchells guys, it sounded a little bit tricky and variable. Oh, there was, there was one day that we didn't end up sailing that the race committee didn't feel like they could set a, a fair course. But every other day, because we sailed on a different part of the bay, sure. every other day they were fantastic. Oh, awesome. We so, had really good conditions. Great. So, yeah. what, so what were the conditions? What is good for you guys? Um, there's, uh, basically like, uh, there was a lot of tide. Yeah. So it, was, it rips in and out of the, out of the sound there in Newport fairly fast. So, um, and that also made, uh, made a bit of chop. We yeah. It's tide chop as well. Um, but because of the tide and, uh, it, it varied between every race. Like, yeah, it was no, never a one-way track or never, uh, never go the same way every, every race because, uh. Um, because of the tide, it, was, it made a big influence. Um, but, but but as for the wind, it was uh, 200 p's uh, upwind every every race. And, wow! And 
yeah, just perfect conditions for cat sailing, really. Yeah, that makes it exciting. Now, now you guys were early leaders uh, it, during the regatta, so clearly you got your, your heads around the tide quickly. How, how Was that because of uh, an experience that you'd had in a similar place or did you do a bit of research or did you just, you know, pick it up really quickly when you when you were training there beforehand? Uh, a bit of all that, I suppose, like yeah. experience because um, we do sail in a lot of different places around Australia. Like, mm-hmm. um, and around the world. Around so. the world. Um, but we did sit down with the with the Falcon Marine guys and, and, and looked at a map beforehand and, and sort of tried to work out what was going on. But... As I say, it was, it was you had to take it race by race because it was so changeable. There was like uh, big back eddies. Um, um, yeah, the t- you, even though you thought you were in the, you might have been in the right tide. Uh, yeah, it, it actually turned out to be different in the, with the giant back eddies going around the bridge wow. pylons and stuff. And a big container ship passed like on the one of the ley lines as well. <laughs> <laughs> made it fun too. <laughs> Just to give you guys a little bit of an extra challenge. Now, now I, I also wanted to chat to you. So clearly you did a little bit of work in terms of research in the lead-up. How was your training in the lead-up? Because it was it was winter. Um, <laughs> how, how was your campaign going into the regatta? Um, probably less than ideal. We kind of didn't really... <laughs> we, we didn't do um, as much sailing as we probably would have liked to, but... Um, We'd, we'd sailed on the boats for so long and also, you know, with building our own sails, we sort of knew we had that up our sleeve, so we knew that we knew the the, the engine of the boat as such yeah. inside out, which I think makes a huge difference. Yeah. Wow. Even more so than just physically going sailing. Yeah. And, I mean, if you know each other and you've, you've sailed together for a while, then uh, then you can rely yeah. on that as well. So the only thing you really yeah. had to focus yeah. on. So we, yeah. So the only thing you really yeah. had to focus on was the venue. Yeah, yeah, that was our oh, own learning. We hadn't sailed the, the Falcon before. Oh, okay. Um, so we, it, it, it was a little different to the boat that we'd been, because we sailed in Viper here in Australia, but the Falcon was fantastic. And, you know, once we got our head around it and, and the conditions, yeah, it, was, it all sort of just gelled together. Yeah, in, in a big way. So maybe next time you, you're going to a Worlds, you'll just not do any training. <laughs> there, might, there might be something in that. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you don't get too stressed out and overthink it. You just go out and do what you you know. Exactly. And if you don't have a preconceived idea about what the racetrack should be like, then you will take it step by step as, as you have yeah. to by the same. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. You, you did manage to win the regatta with an OCS uh, even in the last race. That um, must have been a bit nerve-wracking. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't know about the OCS. <laughs> So did you have it in the bag? Like, did did you win it with a race to spare, or did it just fall down to where everybody no, else finished? No, we definitely didn't have it in the bag. That was like one thing that we said to ourselves uh, in the last race that we didn't want an OCS. We we had a bit of a points buffer. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the young guys from the US could have still won it in the last race had they had a good race. Yeah. Which luckily for us, they didn't. Oof. Oh, <laughs> that, that's lucky. By the skin of your teeth, but still deserved nonetheless. So, um, so a big congratulations. And a second congratulations are in order as well because you did take out the ladies' championship at the Hobie 16 Worlds earlier this year at Jervis Bay. How does it feel to have two Worlds under your belt in a 12-month period? It's kind of a little bit surreal. Yeah. You know, I didn't really... <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a tough, tough thing to sort of take in, but, yeah, pretty excited. 
pretty exciting indeed. Now, who did you start with at Jervis Bay? Uh, I started with um, Bella Zanesco, a uh, um, chick from Sydney. Yeah, awesome. And had you done much sailing together before? or? Uh, we had a sort of intense six-week training regime before before the world on a borrowed boat. <laughs> well, clearly that was enough. We had um we we did do the um Hobie Europeans a few years ago so but besides that that's about all the sailing we've done together that's so. about it but um but you are based yep. up in in Brisbane and she was in Sydney so there was no real, yeah yeah no real way for you to trade together anyway yeah yeah so yeah she came up here for a week over Christmas and I went down for a couple of regattas and awesome. yeah, yeah. So then we just did our own sailing sailing separately just to be on the water. Awesome. But how did it feel winning a Worlds at, I mean, what was your home sailing club? Because you did grow up sailing at Vincentia. Yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to do it, it's nice to do it at home, in front of a home crowd. That's awesome. And are you guys going to do any more sailing together in terms of Hobies or is that it? Or are you just going to play it as it comes? Yeah, probably just probably just play it by ear, see what we get us, see when they announce the next Worlds. And yeah, we'll just, um, yeah, we'll play that one by ear. <laughs> Sounds exceptionally relaxed. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to stress out about it too much. Uh, it is cat sailing after all, but oh, it's just ma- magnificent. Yep. <laughs> it's just magnificent to to see how well you've done, um, even with with such a relaxed attitude. It just shows you that uh, that talent sometimes wins. I went to high school with Jessie, but you know she sailed cats and I sailed dinghies, so you know we never actually. <laughs> Went sailing together and then we've gone off and done our own things. It's really funny, actually. I've been like, oh, Gil, I went to high school, just won her second Worlds for the year. It's pretty awesome. What? Yeah. You went to high school with a sailor in Nowra? I'm like, yeah, I know. Pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty bizarre. <laughs> There's two of us. Oh, my God. You should go sailing together. You should sail Hobie 16 or something together. That would be awesome, actually. Thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with me. And, um, and and hopefully there'll be plenty more coming from, from your little um, your little loft up in Brisbane. Cool. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, catching up with the newest world champions from Australia, the F-16 world champs, Jesse Dovey and Adrian Fawcett. Sounds like it's still settling in, but no doubt there's plenty coming up for those two. We'll be right back after this break. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and I've managed to wake Jason Waterhouse up on the morning that he's kicking off a regatta. Jace, how are you going? I'm well, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Sorry to wake you up. That's cool. No, I'm ready to go. So um, the regatta starts today, so I had to get up this time anyway and get the body clock going. Awesome, awesome. Well, so long as I haven't whacked you too much out of your schedule, because you've had a really good run. Congrats on your, your second at the A-Class Worlds. You're a genius. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It was a really cool event. So I'm really, um, it was really exciting and um, to get the result at the end. Um, obviously, the first wasn't there, but the second was still just as good, I reckon. So I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, just brilliant. I caught up with you halfway through the, the regatta, but unfortunately, that interview didn't work. But I'm just so impressed with how you were able to um, to pull that out of your hat somehow. I started calling you the chameleon because you just jumped on the A-class. That was the first time that you'd actually raced it. So... I think second's bloody brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was my first event in the A-class. Um, I've been wanting to get on one for a while, and then once I saw a start of fo- the foiling capabilities of it, I um, really, uh, really pushed myself to try and get aboard, and I was really lucky the Exploder guys invited me to um, come to a training camp in Poland just to do about four or five days on the water before I head off to France and did the Europeans. And those days were, um, they were just 
um, priceless in terms of how good, uh, how much I got out of the boat in those days, and to be able to go to that event with a little bit of, a little bit of experience um, in terms of boat handling, and then use my already, I suppose, racing skills was really good. So yeah, I was really happy to pull away the second, and and nice. I'm really hoping to keep that rolling in our maybe first place at the Worlds next year. So we'll keep yeah. that keep that on the on the goal list anyway. Who knows what you'll be able to bring? Because in the past few weeks, I've caught up with you. I mean, you're campaigning the NACRA. You've jumped on the A-class. You did the GC32s. I mean, clearly you're, you're all over the cats, but, um, but, but yeah. you, you're just jumping in and out of all of this stuff. You, you must be gaining so much experience jumping across the classes. Yeah, it keeps things fresh too. Like I, I, find, I really do find that the more boats you sail, the, every, every boat race is different and you can always change, um, bring that to the other classes as well. And the experience is just unreal from – each one of those things I've learned so much in terms of, you know, the NACRA has the really good wonders on racing. The A-Class has the really good um, uh, development in terms of the foils and how you sail the boat around the fleet. And then the GC32 is just out of control, close quarters <laughs> racing. And that's really boat on boat. So, yeah, you really do get a taste of each little bit and then put it together. So, it's yeah, it's... I'm really excited to start this event and see what I got out of the last one. <laughs> oh, awesome. And, and you'll be working with your coach, Andrew Ledenberger, who you were actually racing against at the A-Class Worlds. How was that? A little bit of a change of roles. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Landy, um, he placed fourth in the last Worlds. I oh, think really? won the last Europeans, or maybe the Europeans before that. So I had a really good mentor, and um, he's the one who really got me into the A-Class. And, um, and yeah, it was cool racing him. You know, we worked together as a team. We're sailing the same boats, same manufacturer, Exploder, and, um, and yeah, we're both using the same sails. Obviously, he's landed burger sails. So we really t- communicated a lot, not just on the racing, but the boats. And um, the racing was good fun, and I really enjoyed it. So um, he's here now trying to coach me now to uh, win this event. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a nice relationship, though, when you can have that training partner capability, but then also have him step back into that coaching role. Because part of being a coach is also knowing the, the people that you're coaching. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that will take your your relationship to another level. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, we've only been working together since uh, Melbourne, which was in December. So yeah, we're, we're still we're still a pretty fresh group of um team in terms of how long we've been together. So it was really cool to do an event together and go away and just spend some time, quality time together. I can say, Nick. <laughs> quality time. Oh, quality sounds like time. sounds like a bit of bonding going on. That's really nice it, to hear. It was. <laughs> but now WD sailing is back on the water, and it sounds like you've been putting together a new boat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Leaf back, which yeah. is good because it was complete mayhem in terms of organisation <laughs> over here. <laughs> I did see a few photos that she posted on Facebook. Apparently, you're not very good at coiling ropes. No, no. I just So to get to France, I had to chuck it all in and just drive here. And she, and she just rocked up. She's like, what have you done? <laughs> no, I've got the new boat, which is really cool. We're putting it – we put it together this week and is um, – to be honest, it's a bit of a late, a late put together. I've been pretty ill, so I've been um, – yeah. It's been pretty tricky uh, putting it together. So, um, but Lisa's done a great job for me and she's um, really, the boats are good. I think we've sailed twice now before and the yeah. event starts today. So, we'll, we'll just take it as it comes. And the goal is Santander, but this event I'd like to do well as well. So, we'll see how that goes. Of course. You always want to do as well as you can. But yeah, Lisa's a bit of a superwoman flying back in and, and coming to the rescue. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome to hear. So, um, what's the weather looking like? Looks pretty fresh this week. I think I saw 26 knots nearly every day. So, um, 
I'm glad I've been spending a lot of time on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of time on the boat. I hope Lisa's yeah, been looking but... after her forearms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Got to look after the crew, especially if it's going to be windy. But, um, yeah, it looks windy and it looks shifty So all week. So pretty excited. Sounds a bit like pit water, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll be just like home. Well, that's fantastic to hear. And, and good luck to you guys and good luck to the whole squad because it looks like you, you did jump out on the water to have a few sessions with the squad this week. Yeah, it was cool. We all lined up and... It's good to see everybody, and uh, yeah, everyone looks pretty quick as well. So it's really exciting. It should be good. So the fleets will split up today, and then um, and then we'll go our separate ways, and then we'll see each other all in the finals, hopefully. Excellent. So how does how does the format work for this event? Um, so there's yeah, there's quite a lot of us. I think we've got seventy five members. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And then we'll split into two groups, and then do um, eventually we'll. Make our way to a gold and silver fleet, and then and then do a final series from Thursday to Saturday, I think. So wow. and then a medal race. So that'll be cool. That will be very very cool. Well, congratulations again on your A class win, uh, Mr. Chameleon, <laughs> and um, all the no worries, and all the best to WD Sailing for the week ahead, but also the the rest of your squad as well. Um, uh, I hope everything goes brilliantly for everybody out there on the racetrack. I'm sure it will. It'll be very exciting. Thanks, Nick. No worries at all. Hopefully, I'll catch up with you soon. This is Nick Douglas just catching up with our chameleon, Jace Waterhouse, over in Europe. He's about to kick off a NACA event today, and I managed to get him out of bed. We'll be right back after this break. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and on the line from one of the Canary Islands, I can't remember which one, we have Stacey Jackson from Team SCA. Stace, how are you going? Uh, hey Nick, good and and just to just to correct you there, I'm in Tenerife. <laughs> okay, excellent, Tenerife. I, I, I yeah, I couldn't remember because apparently there are a few Canary Islands that make up the Canary Islands. But, yep, yep, there's a few. <laughs> but you are based on one of them with Team SCA. But you're on a little bit of a break at the moment, which is nice to hear. I am. We are. We have just started a week's break, um, and our last one now, really before the uh, the big tour starts. Um, or the pre-race racing, uh, uh, so yeah, so a bit of relax and uh, and uh, recuperation, and then we'll be back into it next week. Oh my goodness, I can't believe that you're already at this point. It's got so. I know. Uh, I believe we just ticked over a hundred days to go um, oh. to the start of the race. So, which is probably about 98 or 97, but who's counting? <laughs> I'm, sure you'll, I'm sure you'll be counting down along with many other uh, Aussies as, as you're getting closer to the day, that's for sure. But I thought, I'd, um, I thought I'd touch base with you on a few of the adventures that you've had now that we're at that 100-day mark. There's been so much that you've had that um, it had happening that we haven't had a chance to talk about or we've spoken about off-air, and, and I thought maybe the listeners not, might be interested. A few of them... Well, a lot of them have come from your transatlantic crossing. Um, <laughs> um, I, 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 in particular, liked your story about icebergs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, on our trip back from Newport to uh, um, Lanzarote, we were um, experienced a big load depression system. So we had a uh, fairly fast forecast at the start of the trip, which, of course, made our fastest route was to go north. But... Um, and this was a learning curve for me, being a good Aussie. Um, <laughs> icebergs in the northern hemisphere <laughs> come quite a long way south uh, in those sort of weather systems. 
so we had some ice skates, which will which will be the same as we'll have in the leg from Newport to Lisbon in the race. Yeah. Um, which are so it's an imaginary fence basically that that cuts off this part of the water, so we can't uh, we can't go near icebergs and can't have the risk of running into one or or whatever. Uh, so yeah, in our trip, we we pretty much we were scraping the paint off alongside this imaginary fence right along the boundary of icebergs. Yeah. Uh, but of course, uh, we we didn't have the luck of seeing any. But it was uh, it made some pretty cool conversations on boards for um, some of the girls who have seen them in the past. Ah, uh, awesome! Now you didn't see any icebergs, but you may have seen a penguin. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that, that, yeah. <laughs> Once again, I, I'm this little Aussie who's not really quite savvy with everything. But uh, I was, I was driving. We were coming into Newport, and it was a chilly, chilly morning. Uh, and I was driving, so I'm one of the few people who can see over the stack of sails. Mm-hmm. And the girls were in the cockpit doing their thing, their trimming thing, and and I was like, girls, 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 quick, look, some penguins. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they were like, no, they're not. And I'm like, you haven't even looked. Come on, have a look. They're penguins. And after, you know, five or ten minutes of debating, uh, the girls then informed me that they don't have penguins in the Northern Hemisphere. (laughs) (laughs) And these are just some odd-looking little birds. (laughs) I love that. So you do – it is true. You do learn something every day. (laughs) Awesome. So um, you, you, you did have a little bit of a period after I last spoke to you when you were on a break. You did go back and, and do some training again. What, what are the big lessons that you're learning as, you, as you've approached this 100-day-to-go mark? Uh, the, probably the biggest lesson is that you've just you've got to keep going. You've got to keep mm. pushing through because um, as tired as we are now, it only gets harder as the race begins. So, yeah. um, you know, the coaches have us under a fairly strict training regime and, um, you know, we're pushing ourselves really hard whenever we do go sailing, particularly when we go offshore. Um, and the message we just keep getting is it gets harder. <laughs> it yeah. gets harder. So it's um, it's probably just preparing ourselves for, for the fatigue and the, the mental endurance of the race. Yeah, sure. And I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, I'm guessing that you lose quite a bit of weight. Well, you would try not to, but I'm guessing that you do lose weight over the course of the race. Do they have you gaining a bit of weight to, to counter for that? or? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, for sure we, um, we do lose weight in the race. Obviously, the goal is not to lose any weight, yeah. any weight when on board. Um, and, and that's where our two transatlantic trips were, were a good learning curve um, on our way over. Our food uh, wasn't their ideal meals or flavours or whatever. So, And the weather was a bit rougher, so some people weren't eating much. And, and we cl- collectively as a crew lost quite a bit of weight. Wow. Um, so, but on the way back, we did it much better. And, and we were only, collectively, we only lost two or three kilos throughout oh. the 12 people on board. So... You know, so that was good that we we definitely learnt from that, and you know, and unfortunately, it, it, it's one of the few things that you can do to look after yourself on the boat. Um, you can't always get the rest, but you can always eat. Yeah. So, and that's that's as good as it gets sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you you soon learn uh, not to be fussy with anything. Um, <laughs> freeze dry is is probably not the greatest meal that you'd choose to eat but unfortunately that's that's what we have for on board so yeah yeah, glad to love it it, yeah it probably tastes really good when there isn't anything else to eat sometimes you know what when it's cold and you're tired uh it's amazing how good a chicken green curry freeze-dried meal can taste (laughs) oh that's awesome and then 
And, and also, I'm just wondering, you're on a break now, but do you find yourself still sleeping in watches? <laughs> Um, we, uh, we, it was one of, uh, it was one of our, we, we, we had our onboard reporter join us for the transatlantic trips oh, um, awesome. and she was asking us questions. What's the, what's the hardest thing to deal with when we're changing to life on board? And I said, changing to life on board is easy. It's changing to life off board, which is the hard bit <laughs> is, um, not waking up at 1am in the morning to have your chocolate bar and a hot chocolate <laughs> or, oh, no. uh, or when, or when your hot coffee is a little too hot, you could just let it dribble down your front all over your weather gear. It's uh, it's embarrassing when you do that in the breakfast bar of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, you're not wearing your, your giant adult size bib. <laughs> yeah, in the form exactly. of an option. Exactly. <laughs> the, oh, the next wave will wash that off. I'll be fine. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> From now on, we'll see um, little sailing kids in offshore jackets running around yeah. the boat park. Oh, you're gonna save start... the mums a lot of washing up. <laughs> exactly. You're going to start a trend. I love it. Team SCA um, offshore jackets for little kids. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But uh, we, we're getting into the wind-up now. You'll, you'll be back on the boat uh, very shortly to, to get ready for the Canary Islands race, I believe, oh, which will be happening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the the middle of July, we come up against two of our opposition. We're going to race uh, Team Brunel and Matt Free, which are the most recent entry into the race, mm-hmm. um, which which were are made up of most of the crew from Telefonica in the previous race. Right. Uh, so we all race them, and we all, we all go around all. Now you're going to test my knowledge here. All seven <laughs> islands of the Canaries, plus a few little rocks as well. Excellent. Um, yeah, <laughs> and that will um, that will be an official race um, where Volvo's allowed us to compete against each other. Perfect. So that will be our first test to see how we're going. Excellent. Oh, I can't wait to watch on. So mid-July, we'll all be um, tuning into the social media to see how you guys yeah. are going. I'll, um, I can keep you updated, but I believe there's going to be a yellow brick yacht tracker style oh, perfect. Uh, okay. on board for the race. So um I don't know that Volvo will cover the race, but I'm yeah, sure, sure we'll have somebody covering it. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure that I share that on my Facebook page and keep everybody updated when I can, that's for sure. And then from from the Canary Islands race, you head north. Yeah, so only uh, after we finish the race, I think we're only on shore for about four days before we then um, – and this is the bit that I'm most scared about oh. is pack up our houses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And ship on out of the Canaries. We'll be uh, we'll be we'll be packing up our lives. Uh, at one half of our lives have already left in one of the container sets. Wow! And the second half will go when we do, and we will sail uh, Team SCA up to the UK. Yep. Where we'll um we'll give her a little bit of love. She'll, the boat's going to get a paint job and things ready for. So she looks good for the start of the Volvo. Uh, and then we will be racing six of the seven Volvos. Um, 65s in the round Great Britain and Ireland race. Wow. <laughs> it's all happening. And um, I, I feel quite um, quite patriotic sitting here in my, my bright pink hoodie. This is what I'm going to be wearing during nice. the Volvo Ocean race. <laughs> I'm not really a pink person, but I'm doing it for you, Stace. <laughs> uh, thanks. None of us really are pink people, but we've suddenly become... <laughs> yeah, it's all about pink. <laughs> Oh no, but that's awesome to hear. And and how long is is that uh, that race? Because that sounds like it'll be a real test with seven out of the, the. the yeah, eight. I, I believe it's it's a few thousand miles. I, I'm not I'm not correct on yeah no, on no that's the okay. exact distance, but um it's it's quite a long way and it's it's 
it's another one of those tough races where because there's a lot of corners in it, um, it can there can be less less sleep than if you're yeah. perhaps just crossing an ocean sort of thing. So sure, and a lot of work another for good you. challenge. Yeah, a lot of work for you on the bow potentially. Um, with all yep, yep, plenty of sail changes. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Canary Island race actually because that, that has a lot of – and we've just done a practice race last week, mm-hmm. um, practice trip around by ourselves, in, um, and we I actually lost count at about 35 oh. sail changes. So um, <laughs> it's good practice and, and it's, it's nice when it all goes smoothly too. Yeah, that must make you feel very, very happy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. And, then, and then you get a little bit of a break before the big race kicks off, I'm hoping. Yeah, so once we finish the Britain and Ireland race, we'll um, we'll head down to Alicante in Spain in yep. the Med, um, where which is the port, the starting port for the race. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we have about six weeks, I believe, before the race starts. Um, we have to start doing courses. We have a safety course we need to complete, um, like a safety at sea course. Yeah, There's sure. first aid courses for the respective people on board. Um, and like a course with Volvo for the maintenance of the engine and things that are all compulsory courses for every team. Yeah. Uh, and then we get we're gonna get ten days off <laughs> before the race starts, which um, which I hope to actually come home and see the family and things before the race starts. Oh wow! Oh, that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and enjoy a little bit of winter. Um, but anyway, <laughs> but hopefully get a lot of food and a lot of sleep and uh, and a lot of love. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for catching up with me and sharing your stories and your adventures. And and oh, it's just fantastic to hear that everything's going so well. And congratulations on re- reaching 100 days to go. <gasps> yes, thanks, Nick. Thanks very much for your support as well. Oh, no worries at all. Any time. And hopefully we'll, we'll touch base with you beforehand. But if you don't, it sounds really, really busy. Um, all the best from, from me and, um, and we'll be following. That's um, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Thanks very much. No worries. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and that was Stacey Jackson, one of the VOW team from Team SCA. 100 days to go until the Volvo Ocean Race. Pretty amazing. Uh, we'll be back right after this break. Welcome back. This is Nick Douglas here on Sunset Radio for the Adventures of a Sailor Girl show. And gosh, we've had some awesome adventures this evening hearing from Jesse Dobie and Adrian Fawcett, our newest world champions here in Australia. They took out the F-16 Worlds at Newport, Rhode Island last week, as well as catching up with Jace Waterhouse. It took a little while to get him on the line, but I did wake him up. And they'll be kicking off a, a Nakaragata today with the Australian sailing team. So awesome to touch base with him after his second at the uh, A-Class Worlds. Just brilliant considering he'd only just jumped in the class. Uh, that's his first time that he's ever actually raced the A-Classes. So, yeah, bit of bit of a, um, a cat legend in the making there. And also we just wrapped up with Stacey Jackson. Uh, I'm, I've sailed with Stace myself and, and I love to follow her adventures, but it's less than 100 days now until she'll be on her way on the Volvo Ocean Race with Team SCA. An unbelievable journey. And I'm not kidding. I'm here in my pink hoodie. If you haven't jumped on Facebook, you, you might have a, have a little uh, look there. I'm, I'm in my beanie and my hoodie because it's not only is it freezing here in the studio, I wanted to give a little bit of support to, to Stays, which is just fantastic. And also, uh, today is five years to the day. Uh, when I won Match Cup Sweden with skipper Katie Spithill with Stacey Jackson on the bow. And, uh, and yeah, Match Cup Sweden is, is on at the moment. But I just thought I'd play this little clip from Match Cup Sweden. 
uh, back in the day. <laughs> Can't believe it's five years ago. It feels like yesterday. Here we go. Today it was devoted to the women's competition at Match Cup Sweden with the final four women in the contest set and ready to battle their way to the finals. The glorious weather in Marstrand continued and the crowds were here in their thousands to soak up the sun and see what was expected to be a fascinating and tense final. Swedish hopes were extremely high with at least one representative assured in the final itself, with Anna Schellberg facing Linda Rahm in the first of the semi-finals. Both these women are members of the famous GKSS club here who helped stage the regatta and it was all action as they went to a 3-1 battle with Schellberg coming out victorious. It feels like we have the better speed and the better tactic here but we just need one small mistake and you, haven't, you can't do that in this high level. the match, one of Britain's top hopes for Olympic gold in 2012, Lucy McGregor, went against the experience of Australia's Katie Spittle, going two down but then scoring a win to keep her hopes alive. Uh, yeah, really pleased to win that last one. I'm back to 2-1 now, so catching up, I have to win this next one to, um, to go further. But it was not to be as Spittle won the next to advance and face Schellberg, who carried the Swedish flag into the final for the second successive year here at Match Cup Sweden. And she looked to be on course for victory, 2-0 up and into the third match in this first to three-point final. However, a tenacious Spittle fought back, taking the third, then the fourth to square the series at two each, setting up a nail-biting fifth decider that raised everyone's blood pressure. Spithill won the start, but Shellberg was never more than a few metres away through the three-lap course. Tack for tack, jibe for jibe, the Swede attacked time and again and almost got past on the final and dramatic run to the finish. One last jibe and Spithill lunging for the line, breaking the hearts of Anna's fervent supporters watching. So it was obvious delight for Spithill and crushing disappointment for Shellberg. Um, yeah, I suppose we went in with our aims, fixed our boat speed and our boat handling. Crew did an unreal job. We fixed it. Um, my wildest dreams wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't think that we'd win the Match Cup Sweden. So, yeah, we're pretty excited. <laughs> As you can see, them all in the bow. It feels a bit, yeah, it feels, <laughs> it feels. But, um, well, we had... We have had a great regatta and uh, Katie Spittel is really, uh, really good match race sailor so I have a few things to learn and I've learned a lot here this week but um, yeah it was a tough last, not fun. <laughs> Tomorrow it's the conclusion to the men's regatta with Richard choosing Cole and Yell against Gilmore from Australia, the six times winner here. So there you go, that was a, a little flashback five years ago, Match Cup Sweden in 2009 when uh, we, we did take out the win. Uh, it just brought a big smile to my face and I did send uh, Stace 
and Katie uh, a message today just to remind them that it was five years to the day. And when I was out on the winter series today, I actually had uh, my Y flag in my pocket, the very Y flag that I had in my pocket uh, during that regatta, which was uh, pretty, pretty timely, actually. I was, I was very excited. But uh, yes, the, the winter series, I was out and about on the water today and I had some fantastic rides. Thank you so much to Michael Chittenden. He's posted a few photos on my Facebook page, which I will share again later. Actually, straight after this show, I will. So thanks, Michael, for those awesome pics. We, we were lit up today. I've had a few people say, um, you know, you must have had some good rides today because we were zooming around the harbour. I guess that's where the boat got its name. But here, if you want to have a little bit of a listen. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Few ways here and then a nice pop. <laughs> Little build now. Two, one. Nice. Whoa, nice. Zoom. Let's do either on the drop. On the drop? Let the Hallie go. So do you want Edis to let the Hallie go? Yeah, he can hold the... Yeah. He can just hold the Hallie in and just... Put it down slowly. Yeah. And then you can let it go. Yeah. Compared to the... Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the jib. Edis. What? And then you get the jib. Okay. Nice work. Good pass here. Coming down. Guys, loving it. Woohoo! Oh, nice. Little puff on our head. We're at this uh, half tonner. Yeah, we might, we might actually dive before him. And we did go into a jive and just as well, we, uh, we came zooming into the bottom mark there and, uh, and then we tried to hold our, our chute all the way uh, down back to the EC mark. But on the first big run all the way past Sound Pigs, uh, we did sail over quite a few boats and, and sorry to the Mum 30 that we had uh, an interesting rounding with. We did manage to keep uh, clear because they had the inside at the mark, but we were fully broached at the time. <laughs> Managed to sort our uh, sort ourselves out and still complete the rounding. I'm not quite sure how we did that, but I will have a video coming out very soon. But in reply, this is what uh, the skipper had to say to the Westerly. Yes. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, and I've just had an awesome race on Zipio, the Thompson 8. But uh, the skipper, Andrew Waugh, has something to say to the Westerly. This Westerly is really annoying and I want to punch it in the face. You want to punch a Westerly in the face? Yeah, it deserves it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's just completely horrible, terrible, awful. But it had, we had some fun, but just now it deserves a slap and a punch. <laughs> a slap and a punch? A slap and a punch. It's getting serious. Yeah. Alrighty. Now it's playing games again. Now it's southerly. Now, 
Do you want to punch the Sudley in no, the I'm face? Happy. I like the Sudley. You like the Sudley? Don't Just the Westerly. All right, all right. We're not prejudiced at all here on Zivia. <laughs> <laughs> what a great season we've had. I've actually managed to sail the last, I think, something like six or seven races with that team, and that's more than I've ever done in the past because I've been a bit sporadic when I've been doing other sailing. But I uh, did sail the Taser yesterday in a training session out at Draboid. I will be doing a lot more sailing on the Taser leading up to the Worlds, which will be in Busselton in January, and I'm very, very excited. But, yes, a very awesome day on the Taser yesterday as well. With I think we ended up having about 10 people out racing in the afternoon, maybe even 15, but a great great session by Shane Ganeri. And good to get out on the water without us. It's been a while, but uh, I think that's all that we've got for today, guys. We might have to wrap it up and, and, and see what else we've got next time. But I think that was a lucky 13. What do you guys think? <laughs> You're listening to Sunset Radio, the Sailors Radio Station.